Hello, hello, game bros. We are back. Guillaume and I are so happy. Okay, bro. Today <laughs> is the 30th episode of Game Bros. I'm so proud of us right now. Uh, how are you doing, bro? I'm doing extremely well. And I would say something. It took us quite some time to go to the 30th episode. But, oh, bro, it feels so good. It feels so good. It That's does. a huge milestone, right? Oh, Absolutely, bro. I'm just so happy. I mean, um, and, and I'm pretty sure that now, especially with this new um, version of Game Bros, where, you know, we actually expand our, our topics and we decided to make this a really fun moment mm. for friends to catch up. And that's yeah. really the idea of our podcast right now. So... You guys who are listening to us right now, grab your beer, grab your wine, whatever it is that you like to drink when you're with friends. Milk. I'm not here to judge. Coffee, coffee. bro. Yeah, I have <laughs> coffee right there. Awesome. Excellent. And join us and have some fun and, you know, interact, chat. You're, you're going to be very welcome. Mm -hmm. Bro, yes. uh, before we, you know, start our little chat today, which pretty much has no outline. That's another thing, by the way. Mm -hmm. We mm -hmm. Sometimes we're going to have a few topics that are just going to go with the flow. <laughs> uh, but today, I actually remember that you told me you wanted to talk a little bit about a game at the beginning yes. of our episode. Then you didn't yes. even tell me what game it is. So <laughs> there's a bit of suspense in the air. I'm, I'm very excited to hear a little bit more about it. Oh, bro. Okay, so I have to start by saying that I... It took me some time, so I just moved in into a new house, but you know that because that was our 29th episode. Yay! Uh, <laughs> and so it <laughs> took me some time to just figure it out with my workstation and gaming PC and so on. So what mm -hmm. I did last week uh, is to actually finish the setup. So like now the gaming PC is at the right spot. It's like right there on my left. I love it. I can see it right now. Uh, I, I do have LEDs and so on. That's, so that's pretty cool. Ooh. RGBs. Yeah, that's 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 fancy stuff. Sounds neat. Yes. And so I was excited that night, that evening. And I was like, you know what, bro? I, I have to play, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, it has been so long. And, um, and so what I did is to actually start my PC. It was... It was more like it was two weeks ago. I don't remember, but it was mm. after our conversation last time. And actually okay. what happened at the time is that I, I have a lot of different like softwares to download my games. And one of them is the Epic Game Store. Uh, I don't want to go into details because a lot of stuff is ongoing between Epic and Apple right now. But that's mm. not the subject of the conversation. And I went to the Epic Game Store and they had three free games. And not just like free games that were like kind of meh, actually very good games. And like those three games were Tomb Raider, like the ones okay. that were, was released in 2013, and the two other ones that were released in 2015 and 2018. And I had the chance of just like grabbing the three games for free, AAA games, really good games, good stuff, you know. And bro, I started playing. So I played Tomb Raider and it brought a lot of great memories because I used to play Tomb Raider at the time when I had my PlayStation 1 and it oh was my God. it was Tomb Raider 3 at the time and bro like I was 
playing with my controller. Let me grab my controller. I want you to see. Okay, I, I must see your controller now. Um, bro, I mean, I, I've heard really great things about this game. Oh, mine. Yes. That's a pretty cool controller. That's an Xbox controller, right? So that's an Xbox controller, but made by Razer. And so uh -huh. that's everything is controllable. So you can change the, like, the triggers, like the sensitivity of the triggers and everything super comfy bro i have like those special triggers on the no, back too even on the back i have special ones right there right there like bro it's a good good controller it, it does look very comfortable too bro it and is. oh my god so yeah you're, you're actually diving into a game it's been a long time bro since you it's actually said time. you know what i'm gonna start a new game so <laughs> i'm so happy you're gonna have I to review this game at some three point hours bro i played for three no hours way. straight Pauline was sleeping and at some point I was like, okay, I should probably stop. And you know, <laughs> I'm a completionist, so mm -hmm. I, I saved, I went to, to my bed, but before like shutting down my PC, I looked at where I was, like the progression of the game, and I'm at 3% of the game. So technically speaking, Ooh. with everything you have to collect and everything, I think I will probably play for 100 hours, something around those lines. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm pretty sure that now you're hooked up. Because that's, <laughs> that's what you like. I mean, if there are collectibles that you have to find in, in really difficult spots anywhere in an open world, that, that's when Guillaume is happy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's oh, not an open world, awesome. open world. Yeah, bro, yeah. it's an amazing game. Um, I'm looking forward to actually play uh, the latest one of the trilogy. Okay. So uh, I think it's Shadow of the Tomb Raider. And actually, like this one is amazing in terms of graphics. And I'm really looking forward to playing that game just for a reason. I haven't really been able to see the, the actual performance of my gaming PC because I don't have mm -hmm. like real AAA games right now on it. And I really want to see what my RTX 3070, so my GPU that I have right now inside, I'm really looking forward to seeing like what is actually, like what my PC is actually capable of delivering, you know? I'm okay, excited. Bro. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm excited too. And I mean, whenever you, I mean, maybe we should even, I don't know, have an episode where you basically tell us a bit about all the games once you, you yes. have time to at least take a look yes. at them. Okay. Maybe convince me to buy some of them, because bro, <laughs> I I've actually been playing um, The Witcher. Oh, <gasps> because you know, uh, as I told you, I I binge watched uh, The Witcher season two on Netflix. I absolutely <laughs> loved it, and I was like, you know what? Why not to resurrect Geralt of Rivia <laughs> for the thirteenth time? For the 13th time and bro having fun but i mean i want to know more about tom raider bro oh uh, yeah so but like that should be an episode probably in the future i really mm -hmm. want to see what those other two games are capable of like giving basically what they did is to resurrect uh lara croft so tom raider uh, -huh. uh because like it was kind of going nowhere uh the series and so that's what they did they try to recreate the franchise and so those three games we consider them as a trilogy it's kind uh -huh. of different from the old ones but bro like the just the graphics so that's a game from 2013 so that's an old one but 
I can see that my PC is not even sweating, you know? Uh-huh. Like, I don't even hear the fans, and I'm at full graphics, like, ultra everything, and, like, my, my PC is like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wow, my bro. God, yeah. Oh, my God. That's yes. your investment paying back. Okay, yes. bro. We definitely have to have an episode about that, especially after you play a little bit more or the other games, and you say yes. it's worth it. Okay. Let's have it, bro. Bro? I think I have a segue into like one thing we want to discuss today because my gaming PC used mm-hmm. to be my crypto miner for about eight months now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a pretty hot topic, bro. <sighs> yes. And I mean, okay, bro. I wow. That okay. That that's pretty cool because the thing is, I don't know. I mean, I I do know that things in in the US are. Like, here's the thing, bro. When it, when it, w- the subject is about like crypto and investments and and finances, like family finances in general, mm-hmm. um, the one thing that was actually the trigger for me to actually wake up for how important it is to actually do something smart and you know long term about finances and investments was the COVID. Yeah, and 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 you know, I, I, I've of course reading all the news, and I know that you know cases in the U.S. Mm-hmm. are going really high. Same thing in Brazil. Mm-hmm. So this Omicron variant, this fucking variant, is extremely yeah. infectious. Like right now, from 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 my work, there's like half of my team either has the COVID or this new influenza virus. Oh, it's either one of them. And, and you know, the, the thing is, they, they took already three shots of, of the wow. vaccine. Mm-hmm. So what they're telling me, so the, the people who actually took, uh, that actually got COVID mm-hmm. are doing just fine. Like they, they sneeze and have a few uh, symptoms for a few days and that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, those who actually got the new influenza virus, those are actually pretty bad. Like some, some people are actually having fevers for a few days. This one is... Mm-hmm. Is, is a bit more aggressive in terms of symptoms, but seems to be less infectious. So uh, this week I was just like looking around and seeing all this shit happening. And I mean, uh, there are some good news or at least some optimistic point of views about Omicron, like some mm-hmm. uh, really good virologists stating that, you know, it's the natural course of the virus to become more mm-hmm. infectious and less symptomatic, which could yeah. in the end be the end of a really bad pandemic. So yeah. Fingers, Fingers crossed, crossed. <laughs> right? And and bro, so so all this thing got me thinking about you know when when COVID really struck hard in the US mm-hmm. uh, for the first time. That's when I actually woke up for finances. And now you just spoke about crypto, <laughs> and and I mean, sounds like a great idea to just chat about that, bro. Mm-hmm. And what not just think? about crypto. I agree with you. Uh, finances in general are. And I don't know if it's COVID that really triggered like the thing uh, to me, like um, like being more conscious of like I have to save more, I have to invest more because I was investing before COVID. But mm-hmm. one thing that it helped me doing is to actually read more, right. uh, getting more informed of what was going on with the stock markets and so on, uh, the the fluctuations of the of mm-hmm. the stock market as well. You know, like we had this kind of dip at the very beginning of COVID that was in 20, what, 2019 now? No, 2020. 
was 2020. 2020, um, yeah. Yeah, and March 2020 or April, like a pretty big dip, but we recovered kind of fast uh, because a lot of people realized that it was probably a good moment to put some mm -hmm. savings into the stock market and so on. And right. I went into crypto and I don't think that we should discuss crypto right now probably later in the episode because uh -huh. uh, this crypto thing for me happened after being conscious of like the diversification thing you know like cool. diversifying is extremely important to like all investors um and because we had time during this covid crisis um i was like reading more or watching extremely interesting youtube videos and from different people because we have to be careful with finances too uh, most people that are giving speeches on youtube they are not actually financial advisors no. uh, they Life are just giving their opinions yeah exactly. and so we probably have to disclose to today uh, to people listening, we are not financial advisors. We are just mm -hmm. giving our perspective on the on the financial crisis. Like that was not a huge crisis, but like on the investments that we are doing for our families, like the way we diversify and so on and so forth. But please do not take our words for uh, like for granted. Uh, do your mm -hmm. own research. Uh, like that's what we do. Uh, and we are not saying that the moves we did are the actual ones. And I think because we haven't discussed too much about this in the past few months, but I think that our two strategies are kind of different too. And that's why we really want to discuss this today. Uh, and yeah. like for instance, crypto, I'm pretty sure you don't have cryptos, right? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bro. I, first of all, I really love the disclosure and I think I, I, I will definitely second that. I mean, um, I am so f done with fucking gurus from YouTube or podcasters that mm -hmm. have never made a buck, you know, in the stock market and they, they pretend they're heroes or legends. And I mean, that, that really pisses me off. Mm -hmm. and, and bro, I mean, I remember when, when things started to get like uh, more serious. Mm -hmm. COVID-wise, I remember we, we were still, you know, working together in San Diego mm -hmm. and, and the virus, the, the, the pandemic was actually endemic at, at this point because it was happening in a few locations, not worldwide yet. Mm -hmm. And I remember uh, things getting really pretty bad in Italy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like True. Italy was like, I, I remember like it was yesterday that yeah when i started reading what was happening in italy i was like okay this shit is serious like yeah. this is going to be huge and this is going to make it into you know history books and stuff yeah i remember that was the click for me and and julian our former uh advisor i remember him just entering the kitchen and saying guys um it's impossible to say when but it's getting here and things are gonna be really difficult and and so that was a click at that time bro i, I basically had two investments kenny and okay. i uh always saved money always we are okay. really good at that and mm -hmm. the the problem was we we had no arsenal no actual information on what to do with the money that we were saving and okay and and here's the thing i mean i, I think i briefly mentioned that in our last episode but Unfortunately, kids in Brazil learn a whole lot of stuff that don't necessarily make a huge difference in their lives when they're grown-ups. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. you know, at school, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, and, and finance is not one of these things, you know, we, we barely ever talk about these things. And uh, I come from a very traditional family who thinks that, you know, buying houses is, is what you do when you have a whole lot of money. Yeah. And so uh, Kenny and I were not buying any uh, real estate at the time because we didn't know where we would end up. But we basically had our saving accounts, which mm-hmm. is like, is that really an investment? I don't think so. Definitely not in yeah. Brazil. It never beats it's, inflation. It's not. Um, it's not. <laughs> exactly. And, and the other thing that we had was this, um, it's this big fund for, it's like a retirement plan. Okay. You know, so it's a multi-market fund that is basically diversifying your portfolio. But like, if you actually read about what they do, they they charge you a huge fee for doing something any more and would do and doesn't actually make a whole lot of sense. But we had a whole lot of money in there. Mm-hmm. And so when I was reading about what was happening in Italy and, and speculations in, you know, in the news about when things were going to hit the other countries, a lot of people are saying what is the most straightforward thing to say uh this will probably lead to a huge crash in the stock in in the in the stock market and and my brother and i were like texting this one night and he was like dude you like to study you love books and i am foreseeing a moment like no other in our time for entering the market but he was like, I don't know shit. Like I lost a lot of money in the market, but I know you have the discipline to read more. Mm-hmm. And bro, that's when I read the first book, The Intelligent Investor by Benjamin Graham. Okay, that's a good one. And that thing started to change my life. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's just an awesome book. But bro, I, I actually wanted to know a little bit about your side because you grew up in France, not in the US, mm-hmm. although you live there now. Uh, but how are things in France? I mean, for example, your family, um, do, do, do they actually invest their money in the stock market? I, I mean, have you ever done that before when you were young or, you know? That's that's an amazing question, bro, because I had, I was fortunate to leave the two sides of uh, like seeing investments as the devil, you know? And like Mm. seeing the investments as the only way to actually like grow your money. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so the two different parts, the two different sides, like one of them is my actual family. So my parents, uh, they see investments. So like stock markets and everything as the the devil. So like you make the richest even more rich. And like Mm. us, the, the working people, we cannot really make a lot of money, you know. And so I was kind of raised in that like, situation thing where investments were not a thing in our family and the good thing is that i i met pauline pretty young i was like when we started to be together we were 17 and like yes her parents are uh, at least her father is an actual investor and uh, a serious one Mm -hmm. and so i was able to live with him for i would say four years uh, probably close to five uh, when I was like from let's say 19 to 24 something mm-hmm. around those lines and even if he was not there every day like I was able to discuss with him and so he was the guy actually telling me that like the stock market is not as bad as like people are sometimes selling mm-hmm. it because it's open to everyone 
you know? Mm -hmm. And he was also telling me, because I don't know about Brazil, but in France, the, the fees associated with buying stocks are insanely high. You know, mm -hmm. like at the time, there was no platform allowing you to just like buy stocks for free for zero dollars or euros. And mm -hmm. so, for instance, you wanted to buy, let's say, one stock or a piece of a stock. You probably had to pay a five euro uh, fee. And that's that's insane. So like for right. someone wanted to start investing, you know, like, I don't know, I have 100 euros in my in my pocket. If I'm starting mm -hmm. investing that amount and I have to pay five bucks out of w those 100, that's five percent. That's a lot. Yeah, you know? that, that, that's a whole lot. Exactly. So if you're investing 10,000 then five dollars or five euros is nothing or it's OK, uh, you can live with that. But at the time, the only thing that I uh, was kind of against me investing was those high fees, you know, because okay. I, I did not have a lot of money to actually invest in bulk. Um, mm -hmm. One thing that happened and, and it's super sad, but basically Pauline's mother passed away when we were 26 or 27, both of mm -hmm. us. And uh, I mean, of course, it's not all bad, but basically Pauline got a, a good amount of money, you know. Mm -hmm. And so that that was the moment for us, like that was the trigger for me to actually realize that, like, what do you do with this amount of money? You know, mm -hmm. like, do we like put it in a savings account? And basically, we were lucky enough to be with a good bank, a good bank. I mean, some people will say, oh, that's a bad one, but uh, a huge <laughs> bank, uh, which is uh -huh. HSBC. And okay. we were able wow, to get a huge bank indeed. And we were able to get like actually several financial advisors giving us advice, uh -huh. you know, like, okay, you are getting this amount of money, here are your options. And the good thing is that at the time, my plan was to actually move to the US with Pauline. And mm -hmm. we were fully transparent with them. We told them right away. And their idea was to actually put a lot of this money in REITs, okay, okay. Uh, for a simple reason. Uh, in France, the way it works, so it's not exactly the same REITs as in um, as in the US, but it's kind of similar. Mm -hmm. We are investing money in real estate, but as like with a small part of uh, a lot of investments, so super diversified. And the good mm -hmm. thing is that you pay taxes upfront. So basically you're making income, but you are not taxed a lot on this income that you're getting. You're okay. still, you still have some taxes, but not a lot. And for us, mm -hmm. it was pretty great because we were actually going to pay taxes in the US and the plan was not to pay taxes in two countries, you know? Right. Um, so it was cool. Uh, and we, we flew to the US, we arrived in the US and right there, because I was not super scared of investing because I had this mm -hmm. chance to be with Pauline's father for all those years, what I did, and I think that a lot of people did that. So it was in 2017 when I came to the US. I opened my first brokerage account uh, with okay. Robinhood. Robinhood, mm -hmm. everything free of charge. You have no fees. Um, and the good thing is that I was able for the first time of, of my life to actually invest in stocks without paying okay. a fee. Oh, that's a real game changer. Exactly. And so that's how I got into things. Uh, but basically me, I was never really afraid, you know, of investing. It was more of a, I was opportunistic to wait for a moment to avoid paying fees, if that makes sense. Yes, 100%, bro. And I mean, 
that's actually really cool bro i i we never actually chat about mm -hmm. that and, mm -hmm. and i mean that's so awesome i mean it reminds <laughs> me so so there's this really bestseller book i think a lot of people already uh uh read it uh reach that poor dead oh <laughs> and, yes. and, and and it sounds very much like it two very distinct point of views yeah. and um you know a funny thing bro my i consider my father to be a very uh successful businessman you know mm -hmm. he's he started his his career as an accountant and now he's more of a controller mm -hmm. in a in a pretty good company here in brazil Mm -hmm. They're making a shit ton of money. He's he's dealt great with their money so far. <laughs> um, uh, but the funny thing is, the market for him was never even an option. And wow. and it's not because he doesn't understand it. Because whenever we talk, I see that he at least he doesn't say anything stupid about it. Never mm -hmm. did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's more because he understands his psychological limitation to dealing with it mm -hmm. and and to me that's not a um a weakness far the opposite i oh, mean yeah, if, if you think about how many people actually make money in the stock market like they they actually make money in brazil it's like two to three percent mm -hmm. of stock pickers yeah, yeah that yeah. actually make money i mean oh, sure so, so, so you're basically entering in a game mm -hmm. um, where your chances of success are extremely low. And, extremely and the low. cool thing is that, is that like for, at first people might think that it's just gambling, but it's so the opposite of gambling. It's just that 98 of human beings, 98% of human beings don't have the discipline or the even like they're not humble enough to really understand that the market is just there to beat you all the time. Mm -hmm. Unless you think differently, unless you read a lot and you think differently and you're really patient. And, and, and so these things really caught my attention right away. And I think the, the, the book of, of Graham was the very first one who actually woke me up to the fact that the, the market is far from being a place to gamble. For you know, sure. Yeah. And, and, and this legendary chapter eight, when he uh, basically makes this, uh, creates this persona, the Mr. Market, who sometimes in a bad mood, sometimes in a good mood, and he's basically dictating the price of a company. And, and you're basically deciding if you want to buy or sell. And that, that really struck me hard in a way that like, yeah. look, I think if I study a lot, I keep myself very humble. And I use the discipline that I have mm -hmm. to play in this, like to, to actually try and do something with my money here, I'm going to be very successful. And, yeah. and that's when things started. And bro, from there, I cannot tell you how many books I already read. Like just oh, last cool. year, I read like four or five. And, and wow. honestly, like I, I can actually say a few books here. Oh, that yeah, I think please. really changed my way of seeing the market and made a huge difference. The first one by far is called The Most Important Thing by Howard okay. Marks. Okay. Um, I think after, the, uh, you know, The Intelligent Investor is the most important book. I mean, okay. they didn't, they were not kidding when they gave this name to the book. It's, it's extraordinary. Wow. Wow. 
Um, and then there's uh, this book by Peter Lynch. And I mean, that guy is so much fun, you know, like I love him and his yeah. book is just like him. It's a very, it, 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 you read it like, you know, you're chatting with someone and you learn so much. And I think that book really taught me uh, something I was always afraid of because, you know, um, I, as I just said, I'm trying to stay humble. I think that's really important when you're investing. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm a, I'm a biologist, I'm a researcher, and I'm playing with my money in the stock market. So I was like, am I being stupid here of thinking that I'm going to read like a few books and I can actually do stock picking properly? Mm -hmm. And and that's his book was actually very important to me because he's basically in, in a very, you know, original, in a very, um, how can I say, convincing way. He's basically showing to us that like, if you're actually managing your own money, and your family's on board and you have a goal, you actually have so many advantages over a professional investor mm -hmm. who has to please his clients sure. every single year, every single month. It, it's insane. So so that's another book, bro, that I highly recommend. <laughs> and and of course, there are a bunch of podcasts and so on that I, 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 I keep on listening. I mean, there's a bunch that I don't anymore because I think they're horrible, but... The truth is, that's the, <laughs> the amazing thing about, about the market, you know, yeah. there's so many ways you can play with it. And, and, and bro, I've, Kane and I sort of created a, a rule for the family because okay. the one thing we were very concerned about mm -hmm. was that at some point our emotions would be mm -hmm. deciding things. Okay. So I read a lot. And, and we talk a lot about, you know, finances in general, Kane and I, although she doesn't like to actually read the books, she loves to, you know, just chat mm -hmm. over a bottle of wine about what I've been reading and what we should do next. Nice, nice. Um, <laughs> it's really cool. And, and, and at one point we were like, okay, we, we cannot let our emotions decide what we're going to do next because that's okay. when you're going to get screwed. Mm -hmm. So we sort of like created a pipeline. Okay. We have goals. Mm -hmm. And our budget has to be divided in percentages. Okay. And it's not up for us to decide. It's almost like automatically decided for us, except mm -hmm. when we see something really strong happening. For example, uh, stocks decreasing without any reasonable um, motive behind, which happens a lot and it's usually very good opportunities. Mm -hmm. And the opposite as well. When, when okay. something that we have in our portfolio rises very fast and very mm -hmm. strongly and we go like, okay, is this getting too expensive? And, mm -hmm. and, and you know, things have been uh, great for us and, and I, I can't wait to tell a bit more about how we more or less divide these things. Yeah, for sure. And, but bro, uh, before we get into the actual, you know, specifics, you touch a very... Um, how can I say, even sensitive subject, which is diversification. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And you and I, we don't invest the same way. Nope. But you and I both love diversification. Yeah. And, and I mean, one of like these two guys that I love and respect so much, Warren Buffett mm -hmm. and Charlie Munji, mm -hmm. think that diversification is for stupid people. And I love listening to them talking about it and yet they have never actually convinced me that this is stupid and and neither have 
them convinced you. So, bro, mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about diversification in your portfolio. How do you see it? Why do you think it's so important? And let me start with one thing. First, I loved what you said uh, because that's that's the that's the basics. You know, like we we always have to keep that in mind. So thanks for like just explaining all of that, bro. And I love the rigorous thing of like seeing your investments. So like instead of like trying to be a human being, seeing, oh my God, this one is dropping, let me invest without thinking. No, let's sit down, let's think, let's try to picture our portfolio in the future too. Mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's something that we have to do. So yeah, let me explain something. So when I started with Robinhood, uh, what I did first was a lot of stock picking. And okay. I was kind of fortunate at first because my two first investments were Apple and Tesla. Mm -hmm. And okay, I'm going to give you the full disclosure. I made a f shit ton of money on both of them. One awesome. thing I'm not super happy uh, is that I sold my Tesla when it was at like 400 bucks mm -hmm. a share. Right now it's at, I don't know, like 1000 something. Mm-hmm. That's okay. That's okay. We always have to sell somewhere, you know. Exactly. I made I made 300% or 400% uh, with my stocks, which is not oh, too bad. That's solid, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's and with Apple, I actually made 500%. And mm -hmm. I haven't sold my stocks because one thing that is different and I used to own a Tesla. Uh, but one thing that I was picturing when I was looking at those two stocks is that which one will still be there in the future, you know? And mm -hmm. I still have doubts about Tesla. For mm -hmm. me, like, and I love the brand. And I'm not gonna, I don't want haters to like wrote, like write to us <laughs> and say, hey, you're a hater. No, I used to have a Tesla. I think that the cars are amazing. I think mm -hmm. that their power wall and electricity stuff is super amazing. What I don't like is that everything kind of like ends with Elon Musk. So whatever this guy says makes the stock fluctuate. And I don't like mm -hmm. it. It doesn't mm -hmm. have to, like for instance, I know that if tomorrow with Apple, Tim Cook lives, the stock will probably like fall somehow. But I'm mm -hmm. sure that they have the people inside being able to like just make it back you know like bring apple yeah. back to like uh like being the most man like did you see the those numbers they are three trillion dollars that's insane yeah, whatever it's, it's, it's insane yeah. and i'm a shareholder so yay i'm proud to yay. be one and so <laughs> yeah awesome. i start i started with stock picking and i still have all of those stocks in my portfolio mm -hmm. or most of those in like I don't have Tesla anymore, but whatever. But what I realized, and that's why we are discussing diversification today. At the time, I had more time, more free time. So I was able to do my research about the stocks I was picking and so on. But mm -hmm. like with life, you can get busy. Uh, like I, had, I have two kids. I have a wife. I want my weekends to actually be weekends. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I have a job that is taking quite some time too. And so what I realized is that instead of like walking away from actual stocks, what I was going to do according to that book, The Intelligent Investor, mm -hmm. was to be a passive investor. So instead okay. of being active, well, right now when I'm, when I'm investing dollars in the stock market, 
I'm actually not trying to beat the market. I'm following the market. So uh-huh. right now, my main invest, my main investment in my all my portfolios is VTI, and VTI is a Vanguard uh, ETF that is following the total stock market. It's not the the S and P. It's the okay. total stock market for a reason, bro. Because I used to invest in different ETFs because mm-hmm. I was trying to be the smart guy, and I was smart enough to make more money than the stock market. Not a lot, but still kind of more, what I did is to split the S&P and the small and mid caps into different funds. And instead okay. of balancing them the way it should be, so I think it's like 95 for the S&P and five for the small and mid caps, something mm-hmm. around those lines, what I did was mm-hmm. a 80-20 or like 70-30. Okay. So I was aggressive with small and mid caps mm-hmm. and I was super fortunate because basically my small and mid caps ETF went through the roof uh, with mm-hmm. COVID. So that was a good investment at the time. And right now what I did is just to sell all of those small and mid caps, sell VOO, and I reinvested everything into VTI because I don't want to think too much about the stock market. What I want to do is just to follow the market. So even if it dips, I'm gonna follow everyone, I'm gonna dip, and I will reinvest in the actual stock market, everything, if that makes sense. That was- Total sense, bro. I, I must say this, like, stock picking, and I'm gonna say that, like, why you're gonna see, like, I'm chewing my nails here because I'm actually doing stock picking. <laughs> it's fucking hard. Like, mm-hmm. whoever tells you differently, it's either trying to get your money or is an idiot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's really different. And I mean, yeah. every single book, like, re- or any specialist, like, Someone who is actually taking the market seriously says, for you to actually beat the market, you don't have to be a genius. I mean, everyone talks about Isaac Newton's uh, experience <laughs> in the stock market and he actually broke. And I mean, he, that, that guy is the very definition of a genius. So yes, you don't have to be particularly smart, but you have to have time. You have to dedicate a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And again, the discipline is yeah. something that a lot of people think they have, but they don't. Mm-hmm. And and that's when, you know, actually ETFs come. And I mean, mm-hmm. what you said is perfect, because if you actually have money mm-hmm. reserved somewhere, where you say, whenever the opportunity shows up, mm-hmm. I don't have to find the next Apple. I'm going to put this here in this ETF, and I'm just, you know, just you know, surf the next wave. That that's it, and that's really smart. Like a lot, I, I keep telling my friends like they see me stock picking, and I have been for now. I'd say overall successful. Of course, I did some stupid stuff too, but overall, <laughs> Kane and I have been successful investing. I would say, uh, and and I'm going to tell you how we measure success actually, because that's another okay. thing that I think very okay. few people actually know how. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, and, and you know, friends of mine want to do that too. And I just tell them like, if you're not really um, willing to commit, mm-hmm. read a shit on, start with very little money, mm-hmm. you know, really understand valuation. And I mean, people don't want to do math, but if you don't do proper valuation for stock picking, what the heck are you doing? You know, yeah. by the way, that's another book, bro. Valuation by the Modara. Wonderful book. Um, <laughs> so that's we have what I'm to saying. put all those books in the show notes, bro. Let's do to. that, bro. We have Let's to. Let's do it. 
<laughs> so, bro, I just think I just wanted to say that this is really smart, and and I really appreciate, it and I hope that our our you know uh, friends who are listening to us right now really get inspired by this because you know. Mm-hmm. There you go. It, mm-hmm. it can be so much simpler. It doesn't you don't have to make things more difficult, right? For sure. One thing I have to add because in the last few months I have to I had to sell stocks. One thing uh-huh. that is great with being a passive investor. And I'm saying that because I, I can speak with myself like with my actual investments. I do I still do have a lot of individual stocks in my portfolio. So right now uh, to be kind of transparent, I have in my personal portfolio, I have like $48,000. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that 20, 25K are ETFs and the rest okay. is actual stock picking. So I have a lot of stocks, individual stocks. Uh-huh. Uh, whatever, that's not the, that's not the topic. Uh, I'm not trying to brag because that's not a lot of money. We still have like other investments, but like just to be fully transparent, just so that you have an idea. What was great with having ETFs is that I had to sell um, some of my investments to get some money to buy the house or uh, to pay for the closing costs or this and that. Right. What happens is that when you're following an ETF, when you're invested in, the, in an ETF, it's so much easier to actually sell where you are, you know, just mm-hmm. to take some profits because you're not actually selling one stock. Oh, yeah. Usually you get attached to a stock because like mm-hmm. you did your math, you did your yeah. research, you know that it's not the moment to sell it. And it was hard for me and I did not sell any of my individual stocks. What I did is to sell my VOO, small and mid caps, because I figured that it was the right moment to switch everything back to the VTI, ETF, so total stock market. And Uh if I could grab 5K from there, that was completely fine. No Mm -hmm. one would ever say anything about it because guess what? I'm gonna continue investing in that VTI thing. But one mm-hmm. thing I, I'm stopping to do for now because I don't have the time and I prefer to be honest with myself uh, mm-hmm. because I, I picture myself as an okay investor. I prefer putting my money in VTI because I don't have the time and I'm not trying to beat the market just to follow mm-hmm. the market. Yay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, bro, that, no, that's awesome. And I mean, I didn't know that you actually had some stock picking yet. I mean, I, I figured Apple because you just told us. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's awesome, bro. And I mean... Mm-hmm. I, I actually like Kenny and I just sold ETFs from from S and P. Wow! You know, okay. Uh, that we bought when the COVID stroke really hard and was one Perfect. of the most profitable things we did. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really great. Sure. And and one of the reasons is I think stocks in the U.S. now in general are pretty expensive. Oh, they are. They are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I mean, you don't have to be a genius, right? To just, you know, just take a look at the, you know, like what's happening. Just take a look at the history and, and all the records that, you know, the U.S. market is constantly hitting. And I mean, I'm not saying that there aren't great opportunities. There's always good opportunities, I think. But the overall um, looks to me a little bit expensive. And it so, is. It is. So, so Ken and I decided to do that. It was great. I think we... We got over, over a hundred and thirty percent. Wow! Wow! So that was that was That's really bad. nice. That's not bad. <laughs> not not bad at all, and and it also helped with the portfolio, 
Yes. And, and bro, one of the things that Kenny and I learned that is either extremely important to have so that you are psychologically healthy when investing your money and opening up your home broker and you don't get really scared if things are red or green mm -hmm. uh, is, is, is the very first item in our investment pipeline, mm -hmm. which is our, how can I say, it's the money that you keep in a family. Mm -hmm. It's like you're not going to play with that money. Okay. It's going to stay in a very conservative um, investment. Okay. Even if it's not actually giving you great returns, it doesn't really matter. Okay. It has to be liquid okay. and it has to give you peace of mind. Okay. So what Kane and I did was that, especially because, you know, she and I actually work for the same company. So in my opinion we actually run the same risks as a family mm -hmm. we decided to calculate uh, how much we need to live per month mm -hmm. and save 12 months so a whole year wow. wow if something happens to the family we have a whole year to find whatever comes next i respect that and uh, okay one question for you are sure. those invested in bonds so that's what Bonds. you call safe. Okay. Okay. Exactly. Gotcha. Gotcha. Exactly, bro. So, okay. th so there's this really good fund here in Brazil mm -hmm. that invests in in bonds for you, mm -hmm. but only for, but they only buy uh, bonds from top-notch companies in the in okay. the in the country. So, okay. Um, and and it's extremely liquid. If you need the money the next day, it's in your account. Okay. And um, it it's not beating the inflation, but it's pretty close to it. Okay. Sometimes it actually beats. Sometimes it's a little low. Over That's the fine. year, it's about the inflation, right? So and okay, let me just say one thing. Uh, one thing. Right now, I'm with you. What I love with that idea, with what you're doing right now, is that instead of just having a savings, like you're having a savings with high yield, the yes. way it should be done. So instead mm -hmm. of like going to a bank that is giving you high yield and that will make money on top of your money because that's what they right. do you mm -hmm. are actually taking care of this by yourself and that's what people should do they basically don't realize that like instead of having like 60k saved somewhere in their savings and they are like that's fine no the inflation will just like get all of it because if we are getting like 7.5 percent per year like in the coming years like those 60k will vanish in no time mm -hmm. like because mm -hmm. they will be worth nothing N not nothing but like not so much and so basically doing this kind of savings high yield your way bro like i love it i just love it that's perfect <laughs> perfect yeah bro i mean it, it's something that works really well and, and really gives us that peaceful mind a state of mind that i think it's so important for Mm -hmm. when you actually go for you know um, other types of investments so uh, this first one as i said it's the first item in our investment workflow so can i use the money that is in there yes mm -hmm. ken and i allow us to use up to 50 percent of the money that is in there okay not more than that because then we assume that you know if something bad happens mm -hmm. with our jobs we might need that money so we can only use up to 50%. And why would we use that? Mm -hmm. For an opportunity. If something really cool 
appears okay. right in front of you and you want to buy it because it's cheap and you know it's an opportunity. So, for example, uh, we are obsessed with REITs in Brazil. Because, <laughs> you know, they pay you monthly. Yes. And in Brazil, uh, the income, like the dividends, quote-unquote dividends, uh, we actually call this uh, rent here in Brazil because, you know, it's uh, basically like from... Yeah. pretty big buildings all over the country that we are basically buying when we, like shares of those buildings um, so they, they pay us monthly okay every day every month in the exact same day wow. and in Brazil uh, the income it's not taxable so it's 100% <laughs> in your account you only pay taxes if you sell the shares so bro what? What? What is who that? Who doesn't want to do that? I mean, who? I, yeah, I, I know. I'm uh, speechless. What the uh -huh. fuck? What is going yes. on here? <laughs> okay. It, it's just amazing, bro. And so yeah. what she and I decided to do was to try and measure our, our situation in the market, not by how much money that little home broker number, like the figure that the home broker number is showing us at that at a given day, mm -hmm. but how many shares we have, because what is actually paying us mm -hmm. is the amount of shares mm -hmm. and not the amount of money that you have there. And the For more, sure. you know, the higher they go, the more money you need to pay for the new shares that you get. Because what we basically do is that we get the dividends and we buy more shares. We get the dividends, more shares, mm -hmm. plus whatever we save in the month. Mm -hmm. and. It's so straightforward, like when you realize that you actually want them to stay either flat mm -hmm. or even better, go low because you don't need that money right now. Yeah. But if they go lower and still pay you the exact same amount, you're basically buying the same thing, but paying way less, bro, things immediately get so much more fun. Mm -hmm. Oh, and, and, yeah. And, and this has been uh, the magic for us. You know, every month we see more money coming because we use the money from next last month to buy more shares. So makes total sense. The, the, you know, the, 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 the snowball effect. It's, it's just amazing, bro. So we do have REITs. I do have REITs in my portfolio. Uh, one thing that we have to say is that in the US, it's expensive to have REITs, uh, to have mm -hmm. dividend income in general because that's taxed as income. Mm -hmm. And uh, so basically at first, and I think we discussed that a while ago, at first I was a dividend investor, you know, mm -hmm. uh, just for a simple reason, it takes the, the way of like trying to be right, because as you said, in, uh, dividends will come into your portfolio and buy more shares. So like with mm -hmm. dividend reinvestment, you do not have to think too much as long as the company is a good one, at sure. least you know, that it's gonna be reinvested and that your that's it it's kind of a healthy investment you know mm -hmm. so at first i was just a plain dividend investment after the tesla slash apple phase i went for okay. the dividend investing thing which is why i did not sell all those stocks that i picked because those are kind of high dividend uh, investment companies um yeah Basically, I went just like you. But the thing is, in the US, uh, I have to pay more taxes every year because I'm getting more investment every year. And mm -hmm. so it's good 
in, in, on one hand, it's good because I'm not taxed in my brokerage account, meaning that mm-hmm. my investment will still like you, I have the snowball effect, but with my own money that I'm making, I will have to pay taxes. So it's kind of like you need, uh, you need liquidity. You, mm-hmm. If you really want to go that way, you either have to sell stocks from time to time to pay uh, your taxes or you need liquidity. Uh, mm-hmm. You cannot be like uh, with a zero dollar saving and being a dividend right. investor in the US. And one mm-hmm. thing that I do love and I respect that, bro. The good thing with uh, being invested in REITs is that you have, uh, you are invested in actual stuff. You know, it's like real estate. And if something goes bad, of course, like the value will go down, but mm-hmm. it's still real estate. Meaning exactly. that in 10 years, it's easier to picture buildings still being there, mm-hmm. but a company you cannot really know. You know, I'm not saying for instance that Apple uh, will collapse uh, with the next <laughs> financial crisis. I don't see that happening. Uh, <laughs> but like some companies will probably collapse. Some mm-hmm. company will probably vanish with oh, the next one. That will be a huge one. And what I like, jumping back to your other investments, your savings, having mm-hmm. so much liquidity kind of saved in bonds, it's ge- giving you the power if you see a huge drop in the stock market to actually like jump back, sell some of those, buy more stocks if needed. I love exactly, it. Bro. I love exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, one thing that our um, REITs do all the time is like they, they're doing great. Uh, you know, they're managing their portfolio really well. And then, especially now with inflation up, a lot of people actually are actually very few people have a whole lot of money to invest. So all the prices go down. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what they're doing now is that they're basically trying to get more money from investors to buy more places mm-hmm. to build. Yeah which is a very straightforward way of making money. You know, you like right now, everyone wants to sell. Things are really cheap. They want to buy as many buildings as they can mm-hmm. in the very heart of Sao Paulo, mm-hmm. where there will always be someone trying to rent it. Mm-hmm. And so um, what they're doing is that, like what they do is they offer you more shares mm-hmm. if you already have shares from them with a little bit of a discount. So for example, Last month, uh, Kane and I bought uh, shares from a really good REIT that we both love okay. for 95 bucks, whereas the price that day was like 110. Oh, not bad. <laughs> but the thing is, they say like this, like the, it basically appears like on my account saying, you can get that discount mm-hmm. if you buy, let's say 15K right now. It's pretty much that the deal, you know? I see. So okay. if you don't have that money in your pocket, mm-hmm. in our case, in that fund, in, the, in those bonds yeah. that are, mm-hmm. have really high liquidity, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? Sell your car? You know? I would. Do? I would, bro. <laughs> like 50% exactly. off? I would. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, some people actually find themselves like, I don't know, borrowing money from banks and stuff. Yeah. And I go like, no, not us. So that's why I said that we can actually take up to 50%. Mm-hmm. 
But then what happens, according to our pipeline, is that if we touch that money in the first box, which is the, the, the peaceful box for like the peaceful uh, box for peacefulness. Uh, if we touch that money the next month, we cannot invest in shares. We cannot invest in the market. The only thing you can do is to pay you back. So all the money, dividends, whatever we save in the seller, everything goes to that little box until we reach the 12 months again. And, and that has been working really well. I mean, there's some months we don't, several months we never touch it and then really cool opportunities show up and we have to touch. For example, when, when we were buying the house, we actually almost went to zero because there was no other way. And now we are basically rebuilding it. So this month we actually celebrated because we are really close to rebuild it. Mm, and good. so, bro, this is working really well. Mm. And, and going back to this uh, diversification topic and why, even though, man, I love Warren Buffett. I think that guy is a, an absolute genius, but I have to disagree with him mm -hmm. when the topic is diversification. Is because of one of the things that, you know, Howard Marks teaches in this book, bro, the most important thing. Save this title because it's a really great book. Okay. He basically says that the only really true way of measuring if you are, if you have been successfully investing your money or not, mm -hmm. is never to look at what you're getting in terms of like, let's say within 12 months, I got... 35% from, you know, of, of yield from my investments. Well, fuck that. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah. How much risk did you take to get the 35%? That is the question that you should ask yourself all the time. So if you got 30,000% mm -hmm. investing in, a, in the new hot crypto, <laughs> great for you. But according to Howard Marks... <laughs> What was the risk that you took? Because if the risk was for you Huge. to break, <laughs> <laughs> then, I mean, that's only reasonable. Like, you have to put a price in the risk. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people think immediately, the highest the risk, the highest the reward. But that's not the truth. The reward might be really high if you're lucky, mm -hmm. but you're buying that risk. So there's a whole chapter just dedicated to reward to risk ratio wow. and to me, to us, what actually made sense for Kenny and I was to measure our success based on how much money we are getting versus how much risk we are taking. Okay. And that's when the diversification is getting to us because we diversify a lot. We have lots of stocks like right now in my portfolio, I actually took note, I have seven different stocks in my portfolio. And we have about two, about eight, eight or ten different REITs, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. plus a few investments in the U.S. So all these things that I said is in, is in Brazil. Plus, of, uh, for example, I have a whole lot of shares from Amazon. I love Amazon, and I'm only buying more Amazon. Um, but other than that, it's pretty much all here. And and so we diversify a lot, and that's when you decrease your risk. Because sure. in the end of the day, bro, and I don't know if you agree with me, you can study a company for 20 years in a row mm -hmm. and you think that the company is flawless and, yep. and the valuation is really attractive. And for every $100 you're buying, you're, you're spending 80 and you're like, okay, there is nothing. I'm going to put my whole money in here. It's mm -hmm. rock solid. 
Yeah. But in the end of the day, if someone is, you know, lying in the numbers or, you know, something horrible like the pandemic hits and you don't have the cash to keep, I don't know, so many things can happen. And if For you're sure. not humble enough to see that, then mm-hmm. I don't know. It's up to each investor to decide. But for me, that's a yeah. risk that I'm not willing to take. Yeah, no, bro, like that's that's so well said. I was just checking my portfolio in the meantime because I wanted to see how many stocks I do have. Mm-hmm. And bro, seven, I respect that. Uh, I have a lot of stocks. I have a lot of stocks. Really, uh, I bro? Have like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, <laughs> nine, 12, 13. <laughs> 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, oh 22, 23, 24, 25, 25. Uh, two of like, and plus two that are REITs. Uh, uh-huh. So 25 actual stocks. And then I have like one ETF, VTI, and two bonds. Uh, one is the treasury bond, the 10 year thing. And okay. another one that is, uh, as you said, like high yield bonds uh, from actual great companies. But this mm-hmm. one is slightly riskier. Um, yeah, so I have a lot of investments. Bro, that, that's a really diversified portfolio, bro. No, like, that's bro, awesome. okay. Yeah, I'm going to tell you some insights because uh, when I talk about diversification, I kind of, it's not that I know my shit, but it's like uh, this, thing, this thing is super important to me because I have kids and I don't want to risk mm-hmm. anything. So let me just double check that real quick. Uh, but basically the, the thing is, um, I kind of um, looked at all the different like investments that you can do in the shares, like in the mm-hmm. stock market. So like uh, the consumables, the technology stocks, like stuff like that, financials and so on. And so what I did is that how much percentage should I spend in all of those categories? Like what cool. is... Uh, my threshold for those categories. And so that's what I did. I'm not saying that it's the best, but that's what helped me invest uh, my stuff. And basically what I did, uh, and it's slightly different from you, but I I love the way you're doing it. What I did is um, I I have a Google Sheet, okay? I have a sheet Mm -hmm. on Google, uh, just like Excel. But basically what I have is that I'm trying to dollar cost average everything. So if my stocks are going up, I'm not mm-hmm. investing in those. But basically, uh, the, the sheet will do the work for me. So if the stock is kind of down or like looking at the all the money I have invested everywhere, it's going to tell me in which stocks I should spend money or oh, which cool. one should I buy, buy. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm usually not selling to uh, balance the portfolio. Mm-hmm. It's more like it's give, gi- giving me directions to where I should spend actually. So that that's interesting. Let me just uh, double check the, oh bro, like what is going on with my Google sheet? Oh no, it's there. So <laughs> ETFs, as I said, 50%. Mm-hmm. Bonds, 11. So it's not like you. It's okay. way less. So if you consider this, uh, this brokerage account, it's 90% stocks, like 10, 11% bonds. So I'm okay. aggressive, super aggressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, real estate, so REITs, 5.8. Finance, 6. Telecoms, so I basically have AT&T and Verizon. Uh-huh. Uh, those are shitty now. <laughs> they went down so bad. But at the same time, they are pay- paying you a huge dividend. And yeah. I'm not selling those, whatever. 4%. So that's not mm-hmm. too bad. 
Industrials, 4. Healthcare, 4.5. Consumer, 6.4. And then we have tech and tech, 8. So okay. I'm aggressive with tech companies. And I have a lot mm -hmm. of tech companies because those are the ones that usually know the most. Um, with my best investments, of course, I have Apple. Then I have a lot of Amazon. I have Alphabet, so Google, Google. Microsoft. Uh -huh. Microsoft, I made 90% uh, from the beginning when I started investing in Microsoft. I have cool. Broadcom. Broadcom is amazing. That's a great one. 91% return. Not bad. Uh, I have Meta, so that's Facebook, and Meta, I'm stupid. Yeah. I'm stupid because I hate Facebook, and okay, and I started <laughs> investing in Facebook because of that show that they did, like I don't know, like a month ago or whatever, switching to Meta, and I was like, okay, Metaverse, I have to be invested in that. I lost three okay. percent, so I'm negative with fucking Meta. Not happy right now. <laughs> I'm not selling, but I'm not happy. And so basically everything is green right now, except for uh, Meta, uh, Medtronic. Medtronic is a good company that is doing like kind of tech stuff for healthcare. So that's like connected stuff for the hospitals and so on. I don't think it's gonna go bad. So like that was a good investment at the time. Very good dividend with that one. Mm -hmm. I have Amgen that is uh, red. Eh, I should sell that one. I don't even know what they do right now. <laughs> That's bad. That's bad. Uh, I have AT&T. I love to be honest, bro. Uh, bro, I have to be honest. I have AT&T and Verizon that are down. Uh, kind of mm -hmm. bad. But at the same time, I see those just like you see your REITs, even if they go down because they are paying exactly. so much in dividend. Right now, I'm rebuying shares for awesome. a fraction of the price. And exactly. that's fine. That's fine. So I'm not complaining. Mm -hmm. So, bro. That was for the stocks. But on mm -hmm. top of that, on top of that, I am invested in a real estate. Uh, like it's not a startup now. It's called Fundrise. So basically they are doing like a REIT, but their way. So they are investing with your money. You're putting your money and they are doing their stuff. So it's kind of a REIT 2.0. I really like okay. what they are doing. Uh, you have kind of high fees, but at the same time, the returns are usually better. Uh, mm -hmm. And you can do the the dividend reinvestment. So with this fundrise, I'm investing $100 per month, not thinking cool. about it, and let's see what mm -hmm. it where it goes. I don't care. It's fine for me. It's I fine. See. It's better than buying 20 Starbucks a month, whatever. So that's my <laughs> that's my Starbucks investment. And bro, <laughs> and bro, that's a major one because you don't have cryptos. <laughs> I do have some <laughs> cryptos. I do have something. Oh my God, that's so interesting, bro. I, I have, so I have. Uh, I used to have 20, 28K worth of cryptos. Mm -hmm. As of today, so in less than two weeks, because last time we spoke about crypto, I was at 28. Today, it's worth 18. Okay. So you have to be ready. When you're yeah. invested in the, in the crypto market, you have to be strong. You have to not sell your cryptos because you really have to buy and dig that shit because that's mm -hmm. shit as fuck. Okay, so let's discuss about crypto, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro, okay. I mean, I, I am in love with this so much. Like, bro, okay, so first of all, your portfolio is a bit different than what I thought. And I, and I love, like, and I, and I think it's really cool. Like, 
very few people have the balls to say what stocks they chose mm -hmm. and even more to say like for example oh i bought this one but i don't like it or you know i'm gonna sell this shit and yeah. bro that's really I cool and I, and i really love that <laughs> and i mean your your portfolio and mine are so different like they are it, it's so much fun bro because for example like the the stocks that i have right now are extremely conservative so okay um, of course, Amazon is a is a big tech. I'm not gonna say mm -hmm. that Amazon is conservative. It's just that it is. I see it is. I see, it is. Yeah, kind it, of. it could be actually. Yeah, it could be. Like compared mm -hmm. to many things, it's actually conservative. Um, and, and and the prices haven't gone up. People are really you know scared about inflation and how much that is going to affect you know um, how how much money people are going to basically spending like shit that Amazon sells, for example. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I'm really confident, especially because I'm not investing for Amazon for... I'm investing on Amazon for the next five years for sure, unless okay. it goes too up, too mm -hmm. much up. Mm -hmm. um, other than that, bro, I mean, I invest in agriculture. So soybean, okay. corn, oh. companies that actually sell that a lot to wow. China and the US. Wow. Okay. I invest okay. a lot on renewable energy. So I have uh, two or three companies that either do... Uh, you know, um, solar panels or, you know, um, biofuel from sugarcane. And because I work on sugarcane, it's very easy for me to actually evaluate these companies. Okay. Um, I also have, you know, let me see what else that I have here that I, I wanted to, to share with you guys. I mean, most yeah. of those are in Brazil. So that's why I'm not saying the names because you're, you're not going to know them. Mm -hmm. uh, but they're like things that I consider to be rock solid because you know humans cannot live without mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and and a lot of things that we sell to oh i have big banks too i have okay. one big bank in brazil okay it's pretty much for free right now because people think that the fintechs are gonna take over the whole planet and they are stupid <clears throat> and they're stupid and i have the insurance companies bro i just love insurance companies so i have two <laughs> and i mean those are basically like companies that are printing money it, it, it's incredible yeah so and i mean as, as i told you like seven uh -huh. <laughs> bro like so i have a couple of banks too i, I mean i have more than th i have three i have bank of america i have chase mm, i love that one jp uh -huh. morgan chase and i have amex american express bro can you guess how much i made uh, for those just those three stocks like how, how how many like percent I made with those? When, I did not sell Let me any. ask you, when did you buy them more or less? It's been a long That's time a good or one. is this now? Uh, so Amex, I started investing in Amex in 2017 and I've been constantly putting money in Amex. Uh, for me, okay. Amex is like the top notch uh, financial thing that you can do, uh, especially for rich people. But usually the rich people, when you have a crisis, they are not canceling their IMAX, you know? So like no. for me, it was kind of like the finance, financial stuff, but kind of different, you know? It's not a bank, a traditional bank. Mm -hmm. uh, bank of America, I, w I started investing probably beginning of 2018. Okay. And Chase, I started investing at the right time during the pandemic because I was Ooh, like, okay. yeah, I have to diversify. I, I need another bank. Uh, somehow and Chase was going down down and down and I was like no reason okay let's uh -huh. invest some money and I invested $1,000 and now it's it's worth much more 
Bro, I'm guessing like probably based on when you started and how the market is right now, 60% return or so. Much more. Really, bro? So Bank of America, 100%, Amex, 73 and JP Morgan Chase, 64 Bro, that's so awesome. And I'm not selling. I love those. They are giving mm -hmm. me a lot of dividends and I'm happy as F. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> banks give a lot of dividends. That's one thing I love about banks. Bro, okay, I have actually a question for you because I'm enjoying this this chat so much that I just looked at our, our clock here and I just realized that we've been recording for one hour and 15 minutes already. What is I happening mean, I to know. us? What is happening to us? I know, I know. Uh, it's, uh, you probably finished your coffee already, bro. <laughs> no, my coffee is no. still full. It's Plenty full. more? Plenty That's more. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Bro, I was going to ask you, do you think yeah. we should talk about cryptos in another episode? Or would you like to just dive in a bit right now? Because <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't want to rush. It's really interesting. We have very distinct opinions about it. So it, it's going to be so much fun. Bro, I don't know. That could be a perfect episode uh, by itself. Mm -hmm. Uh but we should end up so like we should end up with crypto this one but like not getting into details like just Ooh. as a segue into our next episode so that people just stay tuned uh, because uh -huh. the next real discussion is coming next time uh, for next episode but like we we still have to like just at least give the intro like on crypto and awesome like why you're not buying and why i started buying those shitty cryptos <laughs> 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 okay bro you're the one who's actually putting your money on it yes so i want to know first from you mm -hmm. why and then i'm gonna tell you why not right now <laughs> why uh first i'm gonna say because i'm stupid um <laughs> <laughs> oh shut up bro don't say that no, I, I made I made quite some returns. So like right now I'm complaining because it went from 28K down to 18 as of today, mm -hmm. but I'm not selling. So for me, those are not losses. Those are just great times to invest more. So okay. I'm kind of aggressive towards crypto actually. Um, <clears throat> I don't like NFTs. Uh, so that's gonna be for another episode. So I'm not mm -hmm. gonna get into those details because I know nothing about NFTs and I don't think I think that this is a bubble about to burst mm -hmm. sometime soon I don't want to hear anything about NFTs but whatever Me neither. but but this being said uh, I I started with crypto last June just after my birth birthday uh, for a simple reason um, I had a friend that wanted to start his own little thing with NFTs, uh, mm -hmm. a common friend, Mark, uh, yeah. and let's call him Mark. So he wanted to start yeah. his own thing with NFTs and he was like, I, like you can give me like some money, like some ETH, Ethereum, uh -huh. uh, just so that I could try to see if we can make money with, with NFTs, whatever. He was creating his kind of like fund himself. And so that was for me the trigger to actually download an app buy some cryptos for the first time kind of scary, scary but whatever that's I what bet. i did and uh, the bad thing for me at the time was that i gave him some of my money and for me it was like okay it's never coming back never you know 
because who knows you know it's crypto it's nfts i don't believe in that shit. but for me it was not a huge investment it was only 5k okay uh and starting from there and like from there what happened is that i had this uh this app to buy crypto and i got interested into crypto mm -hmm. uh, into this new like uh, financial stuff and how we could get rid of banks like to make transactions and so on uh, the way it was uh, on the blockchain so not being able to trace like from which, which people and which ones so like getting interested into the subject because it's fascinating that's fascinating mm -hmm. uh, technology wise it's fascinating mm -hmm. I started investing 50 bucks here and there in some crypto shit whatever I did not make money <laughs> out of those but what happened is that I believe in one, uh, I mean in three. Uh, the main one that I believe in is Cardano. Uh, Cardano is kind of like ETH, but better. So like, I'm not gonna get into details. That's gonna be for, for the future one. But like, I started mm -hmm. buying more Cardano. And as of today, I only have $200 worth of Cardano. So that's not a lot, you know, not okay. huge investment. But Pauline is a teacher. So my wife is a teacher. And at the beginning of the school year, she got some offers from parents that wanted like a tutor for the, their children, for her to give lessons, whatever. She said yes. And at the moment, like when the moment came when they wanted to pay Pauline, they offered to pay her using Bitcoin. <laughs> and, and at the time it clicked. You know, like that's the moment when for me it was like, okay, bro, crypto is shit. I don't know where it's going, but I have a parent that I know from nowhere that is actually offering to pay me using Bitcoin, which means that they have money in Bitcoin, right? Yeah. Those yeah, parents are, are 50 plus years old and mm -hmm. they just retired. He was a huge software engineer for working for Amazon at the time. Mm. And what he told me at the time was that he had more than 60% of his portfolio worth of cryptos and that he made more than 1000% return with his cryptos okay. compared to the stock market where it's barely like going up or than like 200 or 300%, whatever. We did mm -hmm. not get into details, but he told me that like crypto was his shit and that he wanted to pay us using cryptos because he had shit ton of Bitcoin and that he was buying way more because he was a strong believer. Mm -hmm. So that's when the portfolio like started growing, you know, because she was making kind of like 500 bucks or 400 bucks per month, but worth of Bitcoin. And okay. the good thing is that starting in September, Bitcoin was kind of low. It was around like 25 mm K ish. Uh, mm -hmm. sometimes 20 as of today it's 48k so mm -hmm. we more than doubled all those first like uh, 400 bucks so basically those turned into like 2k sometimes like that's crazy whatever I'm super happy mm -hmm. and one day Mark the friend uh, that we are discussing about told me like okay this NFT thing is not working but you gave me two ETH I'm gonna give you back four I was like that's working. I mean, like you doubled my <laughs> investment. And he was like, no, but you'll see, you will, pay a, you will pay a lot of taxes because basically he was doing like day trading with NFTs. Uh. And so 
like yeah i will pay a huge amount of taxes whatever uh, i'm not looking forward to it i can sell my ETH, but whatever but right now as of today i have kind of five ETH. i think i have five ethereum uh, mm -hmm. that are worth uh, 3.8k so that's okay. a lot of money yeah. uh, and i have some bitcoin but like that's the, the rest of my portfolio so what happened bro with crypto to me was that it was kind of uh an opportunity at the time with mark uh, because i was kind of like believing in him even though i was not really looking forward to getting like i was not expecting to see my money back it was more of a bet you know really a gamble at the time I made those ETH back plus extra, but I know that it's gonna be like a lot of taxes. So mm -hmm. I think it's gonna be kind of stable because the the taxes with crypto can go super high uh, because first it's a, it's a short-term investment mm -hmm. and it was day trading. So Ooh. yeah, I, yeah, I think it's gonna be probably like in the 50% taxes thing. So like mm -hmm. eh, it's, gonna, it's not gonna be awesome, whatever. Now I do have cryptos. And we should keep that for next episode. But what I'm going to tell you is that I believe in this now. Like mm -hmm. this crypto portfolio to me is probably one, like if not the one portfolio that will make me rich one day. Mm -hmm. I do not think that like that stocks as of today will make me rich. I think that it's going to be a long-term process to get there. And I'm not saying that I won't be one, but I think that this crypto thing can potentially make me rich in less than 10 years. And mm -hmm. that's insane. And that's the only reason why I'm still there because I think it's just the beginning and I cannot really predict the future. If you don't have the guts, and I'm not saying that in a bad way, but you have to be ready and to buckle up because bro, oh my God, it's like super volatile. like. Up and down, but by 10% every day, you know? Yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah, you have to be ready. You have to buckle up. Uh, and especially mm -hmm. when you have a lot of money, especially when right. you have a lot of money. So we should keep, keep the details for the next episode, especially the platform I'm using, because right now with crypto, I'm kind of doing dividend stuff. Yes, mm -hmm. that's interesting, but that's for next episode. Because right cool. now I'm trying to be conservative with my crypto investments even though those could go to the rock bottom, those could go to zero in no time. And there is no way to say to someone, hey dude, can I get my money back? No, like no. That's, yeah. that's hyper, super, extra, super, super, super risky. Guys, mm -hmm. do not think that it's a safe bet to place your savings into crypto. Put this money like into crypto, only the one you don't need because mm -hmm. it's like going to Vegas, To my, in my opinion. It's mm -hmm. gambling. My, my stocks, I don't consider them gambling. I consider them as investments. Even right. though it may go down, I do think that those are kind of safe. Uh, I'm not saying that they won't go down, that I won't sell, but those are kind of safe. And to me, what I'm putting in the stock market is only money I don't need. So technically mm -hmm. speaking, I don't need to sell. Mm -hmm. With crypto, that shit is super extra hyper risky as F. Mm -hmm. Like 
you can go broke in no time, especially if you mm -hmm. go with those crazy bad altcoins with uh, a cute little dog, Dogecoin or whatever, dude, like that's insane. So let's keep that for the next episode. Um, I'm not a crypto expert, but I read a lot about crypto in the past six months because this is my main focus, which is mm -hmm. why VTI has became uh, my main investment uh, with my main portfolio because I want to dedicate my time to cryptos just to see okay. if I can understand them well. And right now we are fortunate enough to be able to get Bitcoins uh, through those tutor thing that Pauline is doing, those lessons, mm -hmm. private lessons. And it's kind of a relief because if I had to invest those $500 per month into crypto, I don't think I would sleep that well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the bottom line. Okay, bro. I mean, it's <laughs> well, it, it's a lot of what I was expecting. I mean, you you are a tech guy. You're yes. You have always been enthusiastic with whatever is newest out there, mm -hmm. and whatever you can see a big future coming, you're like always digging it. I love yes. that. Yes. And bro, I mean, I we definitely have to save the details for the next one. Yes. And I mean, I'm gonna be very honest with you, <laughs> and, and my and my answer is gonna be probably like really boring. Like, Paulo, yes. uh, and, and people ask me all the time. I mean, here in Brazil, a lot of people think that you know, uh, crypto is what is going to make you rich faster. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so, whenever they know that I'm actually investing in in like actually investing in stocks and stuff like that or like in a saving account mm -hmm. they immediately ask me what about cryptos do you have bitcoin i mean bitcoin is a is a thing that like if you go to the supermarket and you see an old lady buying food for her cat and you ask her do you have bitcoin she's gonna know what you're talking about yeah which is absolutely insane mm -hmm. in a good way <laughs> uh, i'm not saying that is in a bad way i think it's a great way um but the truth is, my, my answer is going to be really plain and boring. Why I don't invest in Bitcoin uh -huh. is because I'm going to be creative on where I put my money when this creativity is necessary. Okay. Right now in Brazil, we have extraordinary companies. They're basically for free because people don't know how to put a price when they're scared mm -hmm. so and i understand those really quite well some of these companies i mean again they do sugar cane stuff that, that's like what i do for a living mm -hmm. so i am going to become really creative when i look at my portfolio and i look at my stocks and my REITs and i say everything is extremely expensive so now i'm not gonna buy whatever is hot okay. i have to put my money elsewhere then I'm going to look at whatever is hot or maybe cryptos or whatever. Right now, there are things that I know are going to make me rich for a fact that I can actually understand. It's just like that, bro. Yeah. So I don't even put effort reading about crypto right now because I'm reading, you know, balances from these companies that I love and I'm seeing that they are making more money than they ever did. And they're their lowest price in history. Okay. So that's okay. it. Yeah. That's where my money's going. And you know? bro, I respect that 
200%. The only thing that makes me stay with crypto, this crypto market, and again, we save the details for next time. The only mm -hmm. thing, because right now I think that cryptos are way too expensive, way too expensive. Uh, as an investor, you know, mm -hmm. uh, when I see that, because for me, like that's just speculation. But I saw what happened with Tesla. I was not part of the wave because I sold at the very beginning. I was like, okay, everyone is getting crazy. I'm gonna sell now. I was stupid, but I, I'm I'm super I happy I did. Were, no, no, yeah. no. I, I'm super happy I did. One thing I'm gonna say with crypto, and maybe I'm wrong, and we'll see. Like only the, the uh, only time will tell. One thing that I'm seeing right there is that main institute, like all the main institutions, including banks, are getting interested. Mm -hmm. The big companies are getting interested. And when we talk like about money and like individuals putting money, that's not money. That's like pocket change. That's yeah. nothing. When we talk about companies, imagine Apple tomorrow saying, we need to invest 10% into crypto for some reason. Mm -hmm. Like we are not talking like, I don't know, like $3 billion. It's like a three trillion dollar company putting 10% that would be 300 fucking billion dollars so mm -hmm. right now and I'm not saying that they will what I'm saying is that I think that with the institutions main ones considering diversifying their portfolio into crypto just in case the money is coming it's not there yet so I think that the moment is now it's just a bet again and I could be completely wrong and I'm not creative meaning that I'm buying like those shitty cryptos here and there I'm mm -hmm. just invested in the two main ones Ethereum Bitcoin so oh. lame and so bad when we talk about Bitcoins uh, about uh, crypto we'll discuss that in next episode uh, because bro. I'm becoming an expert but the money's coming bro the money's coming so okay. I had to start investing now because what if and i'm just it's just pure speculation what if bitcoin one day is like worth one million dollars and not 38 as of today my money would make me millionaire mm -hmm. with a very very small effort and with a very very small bet because if i am to lose that money I'm not saying it's pocket change, like $28,000 is still a lot or 18 as of today, but that's mm -hmm. nothing. That's nothing compared to a lifetime. Like if that could make me rich and I will never put 10K tomorrow in crypto, like mm -hmm. that's not happening. More details to come, but I think that now, now is the time. Now is the bro. time, bro. And I have a really cool theory as why companies either buy crypto here here and there or they try to go into the metaverse somehow <laughs> and you're not gonna like my, my <laughs> and you're not gonna like my theories very much but bro that's our next one <laughs> that's so interesting bro like now we are getting deep into like huge stuff and so Okay, next episode, crypto slash metaverse. Like, Yay, like, okay, metaverse. We had definitely have to talk about the metaverse. Oh, that's going to be so awesome. Oh, bro. Oh, bro. Okay, so that was an amazing episode. That was an amazing really one. Was. Um, and again, guys, we are not trying to brag about money because if you think that we do have money, oh my God, look elsewhere. You know, like we are just 
two guys, two game bros, mm -hmm. that are saving their money, as everyone should be doing. Whenever you get something into your pocket every month, please save some of it. Like your retirement, even if like the the state is saying that they will pay for your retirement, dudes, like guys, please save. Save for yourself because you cannot predict what the future will be made of. That's the first thing. And today I was not discussing whatsoever, whatsoever about my retirement investment accounts. Like that's something else. It's the same as my savings. I do have a savings, a plain and boring one that is not beating inflation, but you do need mm -hmm. a savings. It's mm -hmm. not a lot of money, but still, it's pocket change. If I need money, it's there. And I do have my retirement accounts and those, I will never touch them. They are super diversified and it's not VTI. It's like VTI plus bonds, plus world, uh -huh. plus this, plus that. I'm following the world markets plus mm -hmm. bonds. And so if everything collapses, mm -hmm so will my retirement. But who cares? Because everything will collapse. <laughs> well, you're not retiring tomorrow, bro. So that actually makes sense. <laughs> and I mean, I, I, I love what you said. And, and if there is one thing uh, that I, that Kenny and I decided is that when we grow old and we're going to grow old together, we have really great plan, plans for when you grow old, like really. Mm -hmm. uh, a big one is that we don't want to exist. We want to live. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's very different. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be uh, depending on that little bit of money that you mm -hmm. know the government's going to give to me. No, that's that's not the thing. What sure. Kenny and I want to do when we grow old is to spend six months in France learning the language just for fun. That's what <laughs> we want to do. And that takes money. That costs stuff. And we are preparing for that in the future. That's that it, bro. That bro, okay. I had so much fun today, Same. bro. I can't wait Same. for Metaverse and crypto. Bro, oh, okay. Everything so will go south in the next one. Uh, we are not going to fight, guys. But if you no, have never. to... If you have to stay tuned for one episode, it's probably the next one. <laughs> because, I mean, we are still game bros. We are still brothers. and Always. But... But I think that next in the next one will probably diverge in like opinions, and that's oh. good because oh, yeah. one thing that I, that has taught me well, like what what I learned in the past and from reading books and so on, is that you should always discuss. You know, like instead of being a plain and boring investor thinking that they are doing the right stuff, mm -hmm. discuss with your bros, discuss with your friends. Like you have to be transparent. Like you have to explain and you have to understand that you may be wrong sometimes. And I think that next episode is going to be super interesting just for that reason. Like I'm, oh, yeah. I can't wait for you to tell me, bro, take your money away of that shitty stuff, you know, <laughs> and I can't wait. It's coming in two weeks. Okay. Mm -hmm. So guys, please stay tuned. Oh you, yeah. You can join our discord we have a discord server right now it's really like video game focused but if you really want to join we can discuss other stuff we are game Absolutely. bros we are discussing and expanding our universe mm -hmm. our <laughs> metaverse to the met oh, <laughs> okay. oh my god bro i can't wait for okay guys so 
I hope that you liked this episode today. I mean, it, it actually took a... I mean, like the subjects went to a place that I really appreciated. I mean, that's <laughs> like the most profitable conversation ever, if you think about it. Like, yeah. if that yeah. only makes you think a bit about how to better invest your money, that's already worth it, right? Mm -hmm. So, for sure. bro, I had so much fun. Same. Love you Same. so much. And Thank I can't you. wait for the next one. Next, see you next time, bro. Bye-bye, bro. Bye. Bye, everyone.